Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast, and I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. What's up, guys? It's Dan from Time to BS Podcast. Are you looking to get your team's favorite gear at the best prices out there? Look no further than Fanatics.com. There's always some great deals at Fanatics. Every league, every team at the best prices. Get your fan on at Fanatics.com. What's up, guys? Thanks to our friends at U Stadium for supporting this podcast. You like sports and debates? Oh, we know you do. Don't lie to us. Download the free U Stadium app today and talk all sorts of things, sports, and even earn some great prizes. Debate with all kinds of fans from the NFL to the NHL, even UFC, and many more. Download U Stadium on Apple and Google today. It's time to BS. We're going to do some uh, ASMR. Oh, it's sexy. Uh, Welcome to Time to BS Podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. How is everyone doing today? Ladies and gentlemen, we fucking made it. It's time to BS. It's not one of my, uh, my proudest moments. That's for and sure. And paid the price this Sunday for it. paid the piper. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh thank you, Karma. The Church Karma. of Josh Allen. Karma, the yes. The Church of Josh Allen. Church, Allen. Church of Josh Allen. All these sins against you. Yes, the Church of Josh Allen is, is not pleased with me right now. A U Stadium podcast. Grace. Uh, still struggling? Sure. <laughs> and part of the Unhinged Sports Network. And now to start your weekend with us. It's time to BS. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 99. We are one away from 100. That means a lot. 100 episodes of this crap. But we're here regardless to give you sports content. I'm here. And joining me, a fellow rival, MC West rival, uh, but member. Uh, downtown Rams, uh, Alexa Kraft. Girl, what's up? Thank you so much for having me. What's up with you? Oh, I'm ready to lose my fucking mind on my team. <laughs> Please tell me why. It's not even football season yet, but I, I've, because I'm, I'm one of the very few people that can't stand Pete Carroll, because he. Runs all the he runs most if not all the this, the front the uh the roster decisions on this team, yeah. And 
being vice president of football operations doesn't help either. So he has most of the control of the roster. Yeah. So that doesn't help. Um, well, I can't. Here's, here's the thing as a Rams fan. Well, just in general, I'm not a big Pete Carroll fan, to be honest. Um, right. Not just because he's, you know, I just haven't, haven't been, but um, I am more than happy to let him continue making decisions for you guys. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I have no problem with it. So I don't Already know what you're complaining about, but I think it's great. Already off to a good start. I think you're yeah. going to fit in just fine. <laughs> um, the Rams have made some moves. The Rams have made some good moves, to say the least. You know, uh, they have. Well, yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. But uh, which you know, one I, I, favorite so far? Um, like recently, like a recent move? Or like just in this off season, yeah, this off season so far. Oh, um, I would have to say bringing back Leonard Floyd. Yeah, because he was a really vital piece of our defense last season, and um, you know, I I knew that we were probably going to lose John Johnson, and so because of that, I really felt it was important to bring Leonard Floyd back, and I know that there was even some debate among. Rams fans, like, is he worth it? Is whatever. But I mean, I just think the numbers don't lie. And I think that he's had a lot of success with the Rams. Um, And I think it helps him playing um, opposite Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald takes on a lot of the pressure usually in games. And that kind of opens the lane for Floyd, who capitalizes on that opportunity and all that good stuff. So I was really happy we brought him back. I thought that was important. Especially because we we lost a couple other key defensive guys this offseason. So, right out of the gate, you don't pick Matthew Stafford as the best move. Why is that? Okay, well, well, I liked that move, obviously. Um, I'm a little bitter about how much we gave up. Yeah. But it's it's still worth it to me. I mean, because because he's Matthew Stafford. um, Yeah. It just felt a little cliche to just to say that that was my, my favorite move because I am a little bit bummed at how much we gave up. But at the end of the day, you know, on the other side of that, I'm like, does it really matter? I guess the only the only way that I'll be really upset about that is if he like leaves after the season, because that's the thing he can is yeah. with his current contract, which is kind of like a little scary to me i don't think that will happen but on the very slight chance that things don't work out with him in the rams um you know him and sean mcveigh that would be a big bummer to just like give away that much for him and just have him for one season but i don't think that that's going to happen yeah I, I didn't like the trade with it first i thought it was a great move for the player that you got i've been a big matthew stafford fan since he was drafted uh first overall in 2009 um, I didn't think he was worth two future first-round picks in my eyes, um, and Jared Goff, for that matter. But he does bring a more scary element because he could throw 500 yards and five touchdowns at will if he could. He's one of yeah. those backs. Well, I think I think if anything, I think you know Sean McVay really wanted him. 
So I think that that's kind of where those picks came in. I think Sean was willing to give up whatever he had to to get Stafford. Um, I don't know. I, I still find it a little hard to believe that that's what it would have taken. Um, you know, yeah. it does seem a little excessive to me, but I think at the end of the day, they didn't they didn't care because they wanted him that bad, and, and he was their guy. And yeah. um, I also think. I also think it, they really just wanted to get out of Jared Goff's contract and Jared Goff. So I think that that was also kind of more of a statement in a way about that is they, they wanted out and they were going to do what they needed to do to get out. And, you know, obviously a bummer. It didn't work out with, with Jared, but we'll see how it goes with Matthew. I think it's going to go well. I mean, we all know what Stafford can do and he finally has a, a good coach and, weapons that he never had with the exception of Calvin Johnson in Detroit. So in a way, and what I've been saying is there's really no excuse for Matthew Stafford now. Like this is his time to really just show everybody what Matthew Stafford can do on, on an actual offense. So we'll yeah. see. If you could pick, or if you could, if you could find any room for improvement for the Rams going into this season, specifically into the draft, where do you think they can improve the most? So personally, I would like to see them beef up their inside linebacking core. You know, we don't really have a solid inside linebacker. Uh, so I will, again, we don't have a first round pick. So I think that there, there's some guys that will be available in the second that they might be able to take maybe even the third or, you know, the offensive line. I mean, Andrew Whitworth is obviously getting up there. We don't really have a replacement for him. I mean, we have guys like Joseph Noteboom, who some Rams fans really like, and they swear that he's the future of left tackle and things like that. I'm not so sure. I wouldn't mind in the second or third round drafting a tackle because I think that this draft in particular is really, really rich when it comes to the offensive tackle position. I mean, you're going to get guys – probably honestly first second early third round that it could start the first game of the season honestly that's that's how much depth there is at that position in this draft so I'd love for the Rams to capitalize on that uh mm-hmm. even though he might not start right away because Andrew of Andrew Whitworth but I think you know even our, our right tackle position honestly I'm not so sold on Rob Havenstein right now. I wouldn't, I'd be fine replacing him. So I'd like to see him go offensive tackle, maybe just offensive line in general, inside linebacking core. And then I don't think it would hurt to later in the draft, get another corner. Cause we did lose Troy Hill, who is a really yeah, big piece of our defense. I uh, love Troy Hill. Yeah, I did too. I, I was bummed because I thought we, I thought we were going to bring him back. But it didn't happen, and, and he, I think, made the decision to go home because he's from the Cleveland area, and then he signed with the Browns. So, you know, I can understand that, but it was a bummer because I, I did think that we were going to get him back, but we got back Darius Williams, so I was so happy it does about help. that. Yeah, it does help, Mr. Pick 6. Man. Yeah, Darius Williams just, like, came out of nowhere and just I knew that up. was going to happen, though. I knew that was, I knew that was coming because this offense is so pedestrian in Seattle. It's the same three or four plays every time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping Shane Waldron fixes that. Um, right. I'm really hoping he fixes, you know, 
the simplicity of the offense and the repetitiveness of this offense to, to something more creative, some more, you know, wide open, if you want to put it that way. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think you guys, I mean, you you have the top five quarterback, in my opinion, in Russell Wilson. And you DK Metcalf is just a rising star. You just got Gerald Everett from us. Uh, who I think is kind of an underrated tight end. I think he's going to fit in really well with you guys. Uh, you know, I think I think for you guys, just from what I've seen, really, and I've only really seen you guys like when you play the Rams or prime time, but obviously the offensive line just has to be fixed in yeah. a position, in my opinion. Um, I mean, you guys have some good guys, like uh, um, the guy from LSU. Uh, I Lewis. think you've. Well, yeah, him. I was thinking Ethan. Um, Posick. Is it Posick, yeah. I yeah. mean, you guys have some good, but, like, it just really, like, obviously we all know that Russell Wilson is really not happy with how much he gets hit, and it definitely is not going to yeah. help with uh, – I, I like the line. I do. Sorry to cut you off. I like the line um, from the interior side. I think the Gabe Jackson trade was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw, okay, he was available, and then when I saw the Hawks traded for him, I got excited because, like, oh, this guy is one of the one of the more underrated offensive linemen you'll find, mm-hmm. specifically from the Raiders. I mean, they could get linemen out like crazy. Uh, Damian Lewis, awesome rookie year from an offensive line perspective, and I love Ethan Posick. I'm a big Posick guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they should have started him at center since the day he was drafted. But, of yeah. course, they put him at guard for, you know, for some idiotic reason. The only problem I have is Brandon Shell and Dwayne Brown, the two tackles. Um, yeah. I- I've seen Shell in person from watching the Jets because I'm stuck here in New York. But, yeah. Um, Dwayne Brown, I mean, he's 35, 36 years old, but he moves like he's a stone man. He moves like he's a statue. So it doesn't help that he's also getting paid close to $14 million uh, to be a stone man. I think you, whether it's, you know, move on from those two and bring in those two chief tackles that are somehow still out there, uh, Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz, but yeah, I, they got a, they got to protect Russ. They got to protect Russ. Fix, retool the line however you can. But the third and fourth waves of free agency are approaching after the draft, so that helps a lot. Um, if Fisher and Schwartz is still out there, go get them. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, really, anything they can, like you said, just to to fix that that line. Um Real quick, is my sound okay? Your sound's great, yeah. Okay, just checking. I wanted to make sure it was coming through my mic and not my phone here. Um, Sounds good. But yeah, I think I think anything, like you said, to fix that line, because I think you know you talk about your offense. I I think like you guys are. So you've got Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Yeah. I'd like to see you guys add probably in the draft at this point because free agencies kind of done for at least at the receiver position but i'd like to see you like obviously not like because i don't want you guys to do well because you're in my division but i 
if I was cheering for the Seahawks, I'd like to see you guys add another receiver to give Russ like more options. I think it helps I was that you got it. you got Everett because Everett um is a tight end, but he's very he's also, you know, kind of is like that kind of like dual threat tight end where he's yeah. also kind of acts as a receiver. Um but yeah, just help help Russ out. And then as far as the defensive side of the ball, I think that you guys can improve a lot too. Um but corner, I, time. Yeah, the corner position definitely. Um, get back they're to your legion bad. boom days. I mean, they're not bad from a roster standpoint on defense. They could be better. Um, but they could be better on every single front on the defense except for a linebacker and probably safety. But I'm really hoping for Freddie Swain as the third receiver or John or Sue. I loved. They are so a pick. Oh my uh, god, me too. You know what's so crazy? That pick. Love what's, that pick. What's so crazy is the Seahawks always draft a receiver that I want or that I love. <laughs> because John Ursua, we interviewed him on our show during draft season. And then of he's course he sure, ended right? Yeah, he's really cool. And of course he ended up on the Seahawks and I was like, Oh, I loved him and he ended up on the Seahawks. Of course, and then the draft after that, um, I didn't think the Rams had a shot at Metcalf. We didn't really need him, but I loved Metcalf, and he kept dropping through the draft. And I was like, he's going <laughs> to end up on an NFC West team. Like, I know he is. And I was like, someone take him. One, because he's so good, and I don't understand why he's dropping. But two, I was like, I don't want him to end up in my division. And of course, it was the Seahawks that took him. And so you guys just always take a receiver I like. I'm sure this draft will be the same way. I got uh, but a yeah. story for you. So um, I was watching the dra- that draft, uh, the Metcalf draft with my ex-girlfriend at the time. And she she's screaming at me like, why are you shaking so much? And meanwhile, she's the Patriot fan. And God bless me. <laughs> but it's about to say yikes. Yeah, not fun. But um, I was shaking because like, I was watching the draft, and I was like, "Why is Metcalf falling? This can't be right here." Like he had he had a good he had a really good combine despite the three cone drill. I get it's the injury history, but why is he dropping? That doesn't make any sense. And then pick sixty four came up, and I saw the Seahawks traded up to trade it up. I'm like, this can't be right. They never trade up. They never ever trade up unless if it's something someone they really like. And then Cam Chancellor came up and he said DK Metcalf. I got out of my seat. I was just screaming off the top of my lungs, like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> we have a game changer receiver, finally. <laughs> yeah, I I was literally so annoyed by that because oh. I I loved him. Um, and I knew he'd end up in my division and it just, the teams in our division just always seem to take people I like. Oh, so God. it just never fails, but yeah, I, I'd love to see her Sue become like that wide receiver three. I feel like he hasn't gotten a lot of opportunity, um, in the offense. So he's got I mean, that joy element quickness to him. He does. Yeah. Like, if you remember him from Hawaii. He's got that Edelman type of quickness to him. And yeah. he's got that Doug Baldwin type of, you know, type of way of getting open. He can get open like Baldwin a little bit. Like, because 
I think what his senior year in Hawaii, he led. I think he led the country in touchdowns. I could be wrong. No, you're right. He did. He did. Okay, but I, I've seen. I saw most of the film, and I'm like this guy's getting open in the red zone, like it's nothing. He's yeah. getting open. I I remember watching film on him before we interviewed him, and I was just I didn't really know much about him because Hawaii is kind of a school that goes under the radar. And I was watching film on him and I was like, this guy is really good. And then I, I like Googled him and was reading more and I learned that he broke that record, which is how I know that. Crazy shit. Um, and I also really, when I was watching that film, I also really started to like Cole McDonald, his quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> um, which things haven't really panned out for him, but I'm not ruling it out yet. I just feel like he hasn't really gotten an opportunity yet, but I still like him. Um, I don't think what he's do you- as good as I thought he was at the time. No. But- which of your uh, which of the free agent signings for the Seahawks do you like the most? Because they've had some interesting moves outside of Gerald Everett and Gabe Jackson. Uh, uh, which of the moves do you like personally? You know, I know this is a difficult question as a Rams fan, but <laughs> um, well, honestly, I really like the Everett move. I mean, I was bummed that I that we lost Everett. Um, but I knew it was coming because we didn't really have a need for him. Um, but I did like that signing strictly because I thought the fit was really good there. And I think that that's going to work out really nicely. Um, you know, Wilson to Everett. Yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to think off the top of my head right now, who else you guys signed? Well, you got Chris Carson back, but I don't know if that counts really as a free agency because he was on the team. They had a couple of minor uh, free agents that they... uh, Yeah, Witherspoon. Yeah, Witherspoon. I love the Witherspoon signing. I love that. I like it, too, for you guys, just because I think that's such a need right now for you is the cornerback, and I think just whatever you can get. And and he's not... You know, he's pretty decent as well, and I think he'll fit in nicely. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's kind of like a weird answer, but I have to say the Gerald Everett signing. I mean, like I said, I'm... I'm bummed to lose him. I knew it was going to happen. And obviously it's like never fun to like lose a, one of your own players to an, a division rival, but I understand it completely because that fit is really nice. And he has familiarity with um, the name of slipping but Shane Waldron. Yeah. So I think it's going to work nicely. San Francisco. Um, they currently have the third pick. Yeah. The expectation is they could go quarterback, whether it's Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, for some weird reason. Um, I like Mac Jones, don't get me wrong. I think he's, outside of Trevor Lawrence and Fields, the most NFL-ready quarterback. Um, but do you? where do you think San Francisco goes here? It's a quarterback. It has to be. I mean, I don't understand how you trade up all the way to number three to not take a quarterback, especially... In my opinion, and in my in my opinion, there's the first four picks of this draft are going to be quarterbacks. I don't know if if Atlanta is going to keep number four or trade out, but regardless of whether they keep it or someone else picks number four, it's going to be quarterbacks. And so I think San Francisco knew that, and that's why they traded with Miami, with because Miami's a team that isn't going to take a quarterback. Sorry for everyone who hates Tua, but Miami's going to roll with him at least this season. Um, I think they're going to take Justin Fields. 
I very strongly think they're going to take Justin Fields at number three. I don't think they're going to take Mac Jones. Uh, I don't, he's my fifth quarterback in this draft. Um, and I think he falls just kind of outside of Trey Lance, but I mean, they're, I'm not going to be shocked if they take Mac Jones. Like I would think they would take Mac Jones before they like take a Kyle Pitts. Cause some people think that they traded up that high to get Kyle Pitts, but I don't think that's the case. They wouldn't have had to go that high. I don't think, um, but we'll see. I, I think it's going to be Justin Fields because I think that Lawrence is obviously going to Jacksonville. And then I think the jets are going to take Zach Wilson. So I think it's definitely going to be Justin Fields at three. I'm pretty sold on that. I am not entirely sold on the Zach Wilson. I'm not entirely sold on the Zach Wilson hype. Again, that's just me. But to me, what concerns me the most about Wilson, because I watch the Jets when when they're on. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I can't get the Seahawks games here unless they're on primetime or by some stroke of luck, uh, national TV. But... I don't buy the Wilson hype. I think he's going to go number two overall. But Mm -hmm. to say that, oh, he's the second coming Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. Because I I hear it all the time on New York radio where people are loving Mahomes, like Wilson, because he has that Mahomes type of vibe to him and that type of arm strength to him. The concern for me is he has one good year of production and he's got the shoulder injury. Yeah. Which is the durability problem. So Right. I this doesn't add up here. I think it's a gamble. I think it's either gonna be really, really good or really, really bad. I think he is a little un I think he's more unpolished than a Justin Fields, but I think that the upside could potentially be greater. Now it's the Jets. <laughs> I don't know understand or yeah. the way that they think or do things. But I don't hate hate Zach Wilson and the Jets as much as I think a, a lot of people who hate it do. Um, I it makes sense to me. I think that they're trying to. I mean, they obviously got rid of Sam Darnold. They're starting over. They have a new coach. They're going to have a new quarterback. And I think Zach Wilson is their guy. I mean, that's what we've heard. We've heard that they've told him that that he's it, and they've kind of begun talking to his family and things like that, I really doubt that they're going to pull something out of left field and take like a Justin Fields or Trey Lance or whatever. I just 0% chance of that happening. It's going to be Zach Wilson. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I prefer having Justin Fields in my division than Zach Wilson. I'll say that. I didn't want. I'm the same. Yeah, I would, I would prefer, I don't think Justin Fields, um, I think he's okay, but he doesn't stand out to me as a guy that is a, 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 he could possibly be a franchise quarterback, but he's not, he's okay. He's not like a guy, like to me, a Russell Wilson. He's not like that. I don't think he's ever going to be like that. Um, I actually, like, I, I don't think their games are that similar, but as far as like talent comparison, I see him being like a Jared Goff. Like, if anything, I could see Justin Fields being really good for a season or two, or if his team is stacked, then maybe. But he just doesn't seem 
that frightening to me. <laughs> I, I mean, that's why when I heard the San Francisco made that trade, this was, I believe it was kind of before we knew that Zach Wilson was going to the Jets because I tweeted, I was like, please God, don't let it be Zach Wilson. <laughs> I didn't want Zach Wilson in our division because I do have that feeling that if things go right with him, he's going to be pretty good. I don't, I haven't trusted Ohio state quarterbacks ever because they don't work out. Little thing you know about me, I'm a Penn State fan, so I see Ohio State quarterbacks firsthand. Um, yeah. I I don't understand the hype surrounding them, but I I, I like Fields, but I don't trust him because it's that Ohio State curse that I keep I keep seeing. I keep telling people this: don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks ever. Right. Well, it's just he's just not like you don't watch him and you're just like. Wow, like, I mean, he has his moments, but he's just not, I think he's safe. I do think he's a safe pick because I think he, I like, that's why I think they would take him at number three. I think he, he could play and he could start. I think he'll be okay. I don't think he's like a, you know, what they're thinking Trevor Lawrence is going to be. And I'm not even told Trevor Lawrence is going to be, it's like blasphemy to like, even at all critique Trevor Lawrence, I understand, but, um, you know, I don't, I think that they've really, 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 really overhyped him. I haven't seen a more overhyped prospect in a long time. I'm not saying he doesn't totally deserve it, but I think it's gotten a little obnoxious at the point that people think that Trevor Lawrence is going to revolutionize the NFL. And I like him. I'm not, I'm not dissing him, but I do think that it's, it's almost like the pressure that people have put on Trevor Lawrence is absolutely insane. They think he's the perfect prospect. It's just not. I don't blame you. I really don't blame you. I never understood. I never understood the hype around Lawrence because when I see the film, it's like, okay, Deshaun Watson did the same damn thing at Clemson. Right. Here's the thing. It's he's never, and I hate, I hate to be this person because it's so annoying, but he's never faced adversity. Thank his you. Team, his yeah, Thank you're welcome. His, you. his team is stacked. He had amazing coaches. He played teams that were nowhere near the level that Clemson was at. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, he looks really good, but like he is literally on the best team in college football. Like he could be terrible and still look pretty decent. Oh, so I I feel like he's so I feel like <laughs> I feel like he's gonna go to Jacksonville and just be like oh my god like this is what the adversity is like because Jacksonville's not going to change overnight I mean they can have a they can have a pretty good draft but they're still not gonna be you know if Patrick Mahomes if if Trevor Lawrence was like getting drafted to the Chiefs or even like the Browns or even like just a team a team that's pretty solid right maybe but I I'm a little worried that he's going to get to Jacksonville and it's just going to not be real fun for him. I think that he's going to, for the first time, I don't know anything about his high school career, but high school is just so far away at this point. I think he's going to, for the first time in a long time, be challenged and it might not work. We see that all the time with quarterbacks, especially they get to the NFL and it just does not translate. I see what you mean. Cause I, I remember telling people about this when it comes to, you know, I, if Cam Newton's MVP season, I remember this clearly like it was yesterday. Um, when Cam Newton won the MVP in 2015, 
uh, back when I was in high school, people were telling me, oh, Cam Newton's going to destroy the Broncos. He's going to wreck them. I said, what teams has Cam Newton played against other than a battered Seahawks team, a battered Cardinals team in the NFC Championship with an inconsistent Carson Palmer, one of the easiest schedules in football on a stacked Panthers team? Who have they played? And I, if you just reminded me of that with Trevor Lawrence. It's the same thing. And when he goes against high competition, like the Broncos in Super Bowl 50, you guys ass kicked. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I just think, and I, I, I get it because it is so annoying to be like the person that's like, well, they haven't faced adversity. They've, whatever. I'm like, but it's true because it, it is like, it's hard when you play. I mean, listen, in any sport, when you play with people who are so good, they elevate you. Yep. I mean, look at Jared Goff. Jared Goff led the Rams to a Super Bowl, and our team was so stacked that year. And, you know, I'm not saying, I mean, basically, you had the team every team led. in the world, Lexi, to beat the Patriots and avenge your fallen NFC West brethren. Uh, you know what? I don't even know. Like, I don't know. Here's the thing about that. I, I don't count that f- the first time that we lost in the Super Bowl to them because they cheated. And that's Thank all I'll say you. about that. Yes. Listen, everyone can deny it all they want. It literally happened. I am, and listen, I'm from St. Louis. That's how I become a Rams fan until last year. The first 24 yep. years of my life, I lived in St. Louis. Okay. And I know for a fact from from Rams players that were involved in the community and who've talked about this to me and people I know that the Patriots knew the play calls. Yeah, they, and, they, and 36, right? It was 36, right? 2000, um, I don't remember the Super Bowl name. I mean, it was the Super Bowl 2001. 2001, yeah, it was 36. And the Rams, like, literally, they stepped onto the field and they would, like, get ready for the play and the defense would like line up or like they had no idea what was happening. Like it was so strange. I'm, and also the Patriots cheat a lot. So it's not that hard for us to conceive that they did it that time, but I don't count that. So listen, yeah, sure. That's what the NFL record. In your personal that record book. <laughs> In a personal, personal record book, the Patriots do not have two Super Bowl wins over the Rams. They have one. They did win the, the other one. They did win the most recent one. I'll give them that. Um, you know, and that game, listen, that game was, was close. I'm, I mean, it was 13 to three. And I, I feel like everyone gave the Rams such a hard time for only putting up three points. Um. But the Patriots yeah. only put up 13. I mean, it was a really slugged out. It was a boring game. I it mean, was it was boring. really, it, it was just like. It was black. Right. If the Rams had only scored three points and the Patriots scored like 24, it'd be different. But it, they didn't. It yeah. was a hard, hard game. So, yeah, we lost. But, you know, I was proud, proud of the Rams for that. Yeah, it was funny because uh, so I'm from St. Louis and all my friends are Chiefs fans or, or Rams fans. But if they're not Rams fans, they're Chiefs fans. And the Chiefs just lost to Tom Brady by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it, they lost, I think, by 20 something points. I, I Or they lost by 31 to nine, I believe. Was it 21 to nine? It was like 31 nine. 30, yeah, they lost by like 20 points, I think. Yeah, they had because, a couple. Yeah, well, 
they when the Rams lost to Tom Brady by ten points, thirteen to three, all my friends who are Chiefs fans just endlessly ridiculed me about the Rams, and they were like, "Oh, only put up three points, like whatever." Da da da. And then their team got whipped by Tom Brady and lost by twenty points. So I was like, you know what, guys, maybe we should stop this now because you just lost by a lot more, double the amount that my team lost by. It's hard. Yeah. Tom Tom Brady is hard. Yeah, but like the Chiefs had it coming for them. They, oh, they did badly to the Bucks because they had it coming. They did. Well, they don't have a defense. And it's they, not even they're all the both their tackle not only did they not have a defense, both their starting tackles were out. They run a they run a very linear offense, which is play action pass deep, throw deep. And run up the middle. That's literally their offense. That's an yeah, it is strange. Offense. It is strange because they, again, you know, you kind of talk about, you know, your team and the Seahawks. I think the Chiefs are kind of similar. They, they don't really mix it up much. No, um, people praise the Chiefs for like, oh, this offense is the best of all time. Meanwhile, it's the same, like, four or five plays every time. Well, Patrick Mahomes, I think, masks it a little. Like, he... He makes it the offense look a lot better than it is. If you were to take out Patrick Mahomes, I think it'd be kind of exposed. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was a really rough Super Bowl. I mean, you talk about just getting whipped. I mean, or smacked or whatever word you want to use. Just yeah, their asses kicked. It was a it was a beatdown. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a beatdown. I mean, and listen, I I am not like a huge Tom Brady fan. And a lot of my friends were Chiefs fans, and I was—I didn't really care who won. I mean, I was half-heartedly rooting for the Chiefs, but at the same time, I was kind of like, okay, like, see, now you guys just did a lot worse than my team did uh, previously. But yeah, I—I uh, I don't know, but I think it'll be—I think the NFC West is going to be interesting this season for sure. I think the Cardinals got a lot better. I don't trust them. Yeah, I don't trust. I, I I think the Cardinals, the thing with the Cardinals is, like, they always seem, like, they 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 should be really good, but, like, I don't know if they will be because, like you said, I don't trust them. I, it's kind of like, I think Cliff Kings, Kingsbury is not good. I think he's really overrated. And I think Kyler's pretty good, actually. I don't really mind him. But for some reason, they just, I don't know. I, I feel like like when J.J. Watt was like, I want to go to a contender, and then he signed with Arizona. I was like, ah! I was like, you're basically fighting for, like, third, maybe second in the division. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's, know. He says he wants to go to contender. Okay, I would have went with the Rams, or I would have went with the Seahawks. Because right. those two teams in that division are, they were probably, they were Super Bowl contenders, I thought. The Rams' defense was unreal last year unbelievable yeah. i mean you lost a couple pieces but still they're going to be in the top 10 at least yeah seattle's no, defense got better they get a full season of Carlos dunlap they get carrie hyder who's a really good player from san francisco akil witherspoon and damaris randall eh not bad corners dj reed at nickel eh here we go my snobby seahawk self yeah. Well, I just think it just was a puzzling move. But they did add, you know, they added AJ Green. Um That made no sense. That you know what that didn't make sense, but I mean he's 
yeah, I, they have a lot of receivers in that receiver room. But I think they're thinking like, oh, my God, DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green. And uh, who else they got? They've got Andy, Andy, Isabella, Hakeem Butler, uh, Christian Kirk. Um, I love Andy Isabella, though. I love that. I do, kid. too, but it's weird. And I'm trying to think. I'm thinking of, like, their third red receiver right now. And I literally can't remember his name. Um, Johnson. Well, they have him. That's not who I'm thinking of. But they have, like, seven guys right now. Like, they have, like, seven legitimate, like, guys who shouldn't fall behind wide receiver three. So it is a little confusing, but, like, I guess they're just trying to just really stack the team. Uh, I can't think of who I'm thinking of right now. They're this, it's, it's the same thing with the Cardinals I've seen every year. It's like, okay, their roster looks really good, but you could have, you know, the, the 99 Rams team. Or the L one Rams, but you could win like six games with that team. That's what I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think inevitably San Francisco's gonna go last. You think so? <laughs> I would be very surprised if not. I you know, they uh Go on. I'm listening. They they <laughs> I mean they They've got their quarterback now. I mean, well, after the draft, which hasn't happened yet, but they're going to take a quarterback. Yeah. So they're going to have a, a young quarterback. Um, well, and here's the thing, though. They they haven't traded Jimmy G. They could theoretically take a quarterback and still start Jimmy G. They actually probably will, especially if it's Mac Jones. I don't think it's going to be Mac Jones. But if they went that way, he's not starting day one. I actually no. kind of feel bad for Jimmy G, but uh, I, I just don't. think they—I <laughs> just think that they—they they are missing so much on that team. Okay. I no, I—I I, I see where you're coming from here. I, I also think Shanahan is very overrated, but I know I've said ah. about—I know I've basically trashed every other NFC West <laughs> coach in this podcast episode, uh, but that's what I truly believe. I—I <laughs> I mean, I think Kyle Shanahan is like right now better than Kingsbury and Carroll right now. But I don't think that Shanahan is like this, like genius that people think that he is. No, I don't think so either, but don't get me wrong. I like him as a head, as an offensive coordinator. He's a phenomenal offensive mind, but yeah, I still think they need receivers. They need off. I don't know why the hell they signed Alex Mack. Like that made, Zero to no sense. Um, running back, I mean, eh, eh. It still confuses me. I feel like they could use some help interior defensive linemen. Yeah. Linebacker, too, same thing. But I, I it's part of me says, okay, they're gonna be they're gonna be really good, or they're gonna be really bad. It's there's no between. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that they're gonna be pretty average. I just think compared to the our division, you know, they're not gonna compete with uh, our division. I mean no. we are in a tough division. I still yep. think I mean I think the fight for first is gonna be Ram Seahawks. Has to be. Yeah, I mean I 
and I, again, I, I do think the Seahawks are missing some key pieces. I do, but yeah. it's Russell Wilson makes up for a lot of that. So I'm not, I think that, I think that's going to be the fight for first. And then I think it'll probably be Cardinals 49ers after that. Can we have a creative offense for the first time since 2005? Let's find out. I mean, you have a shot with Shane Waldron. We have a shot. Yeah. Like, what can we expect from Shane Waldron? Like, from your experiences with, you know, from your experiences, what can we expect from Shane Waldron over in Seahawks country? Well, um, he was, I believe, an assistant coach with us. For some reason, I'm trying to, I'm trying to refresh my memory. He was in a, he Start was our tight ends coach. Huh? Start the engine. <laughs> Yeah, it's like slipping my mind because he was our tight ends coach and then he was passing game coordinator. And then was he oh, and then he was quarterbacks coach. So he basically was all around our offense because <laughs> I remembered he had a few positions. Um, so the last thing in tw- after Zach Taylor left, because Zach Taylor was our quarterbacks coach and now he's the head coach in Cincinnati. Shane Waldron became our quarterbacks coach. Um, so I, I'm going to say, you know, he hasn't been around that long. He was with Sean McVay in Washington and in L.A. So he's been around for almost five years now, five seasons he's been with Sean McVay. So I think you can expect a lot of Sean McVay influence into that offense. So that's something to be excited about, I think. Just having having a guy who's basically been one of Sean McVay's right-hand guys for five years. Uh but uh, and we have a creative offense. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think a creative offense. And I actually believe I just looked him up because I wanted to see he it he was he also was in New England. Oh, you have my attention. <laughs> he was in New England. In like the early 2000s or late 2000s, 2008, that 2009. Helps. That helps. <laughs> yeah, so he's been a, he's been around a lot of a lot of winning winning teams, uh, but most recently, I think he got his he got his like real coaching experience with the Rams, and that was under Sean McVay. So I I think that you'll probably see basically a lot of Sean McVay influence. I think. Um, Especially with with Russell Wilson, I mean Russell Wilson can do more than Jared Goff could, so I think Walton's yeah. going to have a lot of flexibility there. Oops. So I'd be excited. I get that he's I get he's not super experienced. Like I said, I mean he's been with these teams though. He's bounced around. He's had a couple different positions: tight ends coach, passing game coordinator, quarterbacks coach. But we'll see. I mean maybe he'll be like uh, Sean McVay was and just like light it up right away. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Because Pete Carroll loves to run the football. Same three plays. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. I I'm just not have a never fan. been a fan. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I miss Mike Holgren. It's rough. I miss yeah. Mike Holgren. I do. Yeah, I, um, you, you got one Super Bowl from him. We, we do not speak of that game. It was a robbery in favor of Jerome Bettis. Wait, oh. I'm talking about... 
Oh, okay. Okay, we're, we're off the same. We're on. We're all on different pages here. Yes, yes. <laughs> we did. No, yeah, I'm talking about when you guys won. You know, you were. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was uh, fun. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Terrible that game. Good... Fun. Hey, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens, but I oh, I think. Times. Yeah, I mean, we just have to see. I mean, like, sh- with Shane Waldron, like, it's just one of those things It's like, you, we don't know, because we've never seen him in this type of role before. But I'm going to imagine that it's very Sean McVay-esque. Oh, I'm excited. As if, as if a burden of, of a thousand, like, shitty <laughs> plays suddenly is lifted off my shoulder. Excited! Yeah, I hope. I hope it's not too good, you know. I can't have you guys being too good, but I mean, Watch, it's okay if you're okay. Watch, we're going to somehow go 2-14, and 14, get the first overall pick in the draft, and still have the Jets, and still give it to the Jets. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, man. What a shitty way, what a shitty way to be a fan, but it is what it is. Oh, man. We're going to transition to the next segment real quick. Uh, Lex, thank you so much for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. I really do. This was a ton of fun. Yes, it was. Thank you so much for inviting me. I would love to come back another time. Oh, please. Uh, Maybe during the season when we meet. We meet twice. Please. This will be exciting. All right. Transition to the next segment, folks. Hi guys, it's Dan. Time to be as podcast in the Unhinged Sports Network. I've recently partnered with Fubo TV. What is Fubo TV, you might ask? Well, here's the thing. Fubo TV brings you hundreds upon hundreds of channels, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and many more, without the hassle of a cable contract. Don't believe me? Click the link in the description now and start your seven-day free trial today. Greetings, friends. Guess what? We have merch now. Check out our exclusive Unhinged Network gear, including t-shirts, hoodies, and even, wait for it, coffee mugs! Plus some Unhinged show t-shirts and all that stuff. But more importantly, coffee mugs! Check out UnhingedSN.com for the official Unhinged Sports Network store today. And, you know, get some stuff and all that glorious stuff. Enjoy the show, guys. It's time to BS. Hey, Mike. Yes, sir. I had a question for you. Go ahead, Dan. Did you know that Rob Van Dam's wife is a porn star? I don't know that. <laughs> How did I miss this? <laughs> and what's her name? A U Stadium podcast. Just start recording. Ah. Take a look at that. No, you're fine. 
It's all good. It's all fun and games, you know. Dude, what's up? Yeah, same shit, different day. Yeah. Figured we would take a break from the sports talk. Uh, since I already spoke with uh, Alexis Craft of the Downtown Rams Podcast Network, or uh, Network, I guess. And figure to bring in uh, this dipshit. As we're drinking weapons of mass destruction. Dipshit. Not me. Listen, I thought you were a dipshit. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's not go there. I can keep going. Uh, and of course the fucking computer decides to freeze. Nah, still good. Still good. Uh, how you been, man? How you been? Not too bad. You know, I got in there. Yeah. I don't blame you. Shitty day out. Same shit, different toilet? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can drag this up to 40. Stop being a dickhole. Thank you, ass. But, what do you think of the Godfather? That was in. Looks like it was in. Looks like it was in. It did look like it was in. They gotta review it. Uh-oh. Drink until, drink for every time Sean's Snapchat goes off. Yeah. It's a back bar. Yeah, that's the camera. Yeah. 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 Good shot. Oh, man. Yeah. Motherfucker. Fuck. Ooh, she's hot. Ooh, two for the price of one. <laughs> already, already. Wow. Sean is looking at the at the ladies that are in that are in attendance. What's up? Why am I not at that game? Why are we not in Boston? Because it's Boston. That's a piece of shit city. Well, yeah, but look at the broads they got there. Maybe I can find a sugar mama over there. Jesus fuck. Damn. You ever notice how Barzell's been was like one of the top players. He like, still first, is. First started, but how much he's been slacking lately. Well, it's not, it's the system. It's the system mainly. Because the defense, because it's a defensive oriented system. What it is, is that you have players that are usually like, like Brock Nelson, for example. He's a, he's a 30 goal scorer. Like Anders Lee, another example. He's a 40 goal scorer. But they're, they're, what they're trying to do is make them more 200-foot players. And you need that. Because when Doug Waite was there, um, as the head coach for the Islanders before Trotz got there, what were they scoring, like five, six goals a game at one point? Yeah, yeah they were scoring like fucking crazy. 
and Trotz gets there, they're giving up one goal, like barely a goal a game. Yeah. Like their defense was amazing, and that's part of the, and that's part of the system. Fucking so, let them actually play the real game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, like the game isn't all about like scoring like six goals a game. You could be like Connor McDavid and be like, you know. Let's score like 16 goals in one period, but you could give up 18 in the process because your defense sucks ass. I mean, it's the same shit. Ooh, is it icy? That was not icing. Icing was waved off. Okay. Andy Green, Devil's Hall of Famer. Andy Green again. To Marty. To what? Matt Martin's wife is hot. I know. Sydney Sison. Oh Boomer Sison. Yeah, Boomer Sison has some good kids. I would dick her in the mouth consistently for about as long as my dick can stay hard for. <laughs> oh man! And then I'll pop a pill. I love how of all the glasses you decide to choose, you chose the blue point glasses. They're I, nice, though. I just picked a glass. I didn't even know there was any writing on it. <laughs> yeah, it's Blue Point. Oh. Yeah, they're nice. They are really nice. Those are my favorite glasses. What, you got a Blue Point? Oh, uh, yeah. My dad actually got them for me. Ah, uh, it's a moving gift. So that's nice. These are really nice glasses, though. What the fuck was that? I've noticed... They're like wine glasses. Can you pass me a can? These are for a single can. Yeah. Single can fits. Yeah. These are for the tall boys. Yeah, those are for like two of them. Yeah. So you got one of each, so you know damn well if you have a tall boy, it fits in there. If you have a regular can, it fits yeah. perfectly in there. All right, I have beer steins for those one. I for all those Thank you. Thank you for giving me another twisted tea. I love how you got the twisted tea in the process. ASMR action. There we go. You see, the microphone actually picks it up. That's the funny part. Sounds like you're taking a massive piss. I am actually. No, you're not. Oh, posture not hurt. There's some. Now, now look at look at the look at the audio feed. Let's watch this shit. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Good mic. Yeah, good shit. Oh, you fucking pussy. Hey, flopped. That's what? nothing. Last time I, you played soccer, so I don't want to hear it. What the fuck do you mean? What, what does that mean? I used to blast those fuckers into the dirt. I, so did I in lacrosse. Dude, I used to... Fuck people up in soccer. No hesitation. Dude, there was times that kids were running down the sideline, and I yeah. would lower my shoulder and just blast them into the fucking... Of course, it's like a red card. Right off the field, and their parents used to flip the fuck out. Of course, it's like a red card, but like... You know what the perk was? There was what? a kid named Devin that played with me. Yeah? We literally looked I like identical twins. Oh, God. He was number two. I was number one. So yeah. whenever I got a red card, I used to take Devin's jersey so I could still finish the game and yeah. gave Devin my jersey. Yeah. And they're like, didn't I just give you a red card? I'm like, no, no. you gave it to him. Yeah. And like, 
Oh, okay. Right. And the next time I would just fucking rock somebody's shit, I was like, yeah, now I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> now we're both out. <laughs> the job. <laughs> of course, it's like peewee soccer. Like, then, no, this is varsity. This is varsity, soccer really? In high school, yeah. Really? I don't know that. Yeah. And then uh, Devin went in, and he's like, we just gave you a red card. He's like, no, 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 no. You gave him two red cards. <laughs> you just don't know it. <laughs> it's called the jersey switch. We were mad to that bet. Between Have, me and him? Oh, my God. Have his more often than not. Ooh, boy. These are really good glasses. These are surprisingly good. I like these. Oh, they're nice. I'll take one home. No. I will Venmo you fucking $30. No. You have like fucking 40 of them. No, I have two of them. Oh, well, I'm taking the second Jack Daniels cup. What? What? I actually have one of those really. You have one oh, of those? No, I have a Bacardi one. You have the Bacardi one, yeah. Yeah, I got the fucking Bacardi. Yeah, you have the Bacardi one. You don't, yeah, you don't need. Yeah, you're not taking my glasses. I'm the, I'm the crazy Italian, okay? You're not taking my glasses. Fine. Yeah, shop. Bitch. Sh- bitch. You bitch. Fuck you. Fucking pussy. Sean is Snapchatting random individuals. Oh, I'm always Snapchatting. Snapchatted away. Ooh, hello. Oh, you want to hear the funniest? Oh. Mine. Who's that? <laughs> I'm not saying her name because we're recording this, but like... Let me see you again. You know her? I just start talking to her. I'm saying, I'm not. I, 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 I'm not gonna go for it. But I just want to say, I just want to, I just want to take a quick gander. I want to take a quick gander at your future, just in case you have little children with her. What the fuck was that shit? Who knows? You know, don't do the spray and pray. Wait a second. Here, Fisher. Snapchat. She looks familiar. Where's she from? Over here? I think so, yeah. There's a girl in Babylon I used to talk to that looks fucking just like her. Jeez. She, like, bigger? Or is she, like, short? Short and skinny? Uh. She more your type or mine? Skinny. No. No. I'm no. There's a chick in Babylon that, that I used to talk to. Looks just like her. Not really. Interesting. Her name, I think her name was Alexa. No. Different girl? Different girl. Okay. Different girl. Well, then Different she's got a fucking doppelganger, because that's creepy as fuck. I thought I knew exactly who she was. And I was about to say... I love no, the no, fact no. that you talk about all these girls that you haven't helped me out with any of them. <laughs> Still. I do help you out with them. I tell you which ones are fucking crazy, which not ones not to go for. Yeah, you also you also don't hook me up with any of the, of the sane ones. <laughs> Sean likes a little crazy. Of the sane ones, I said. That's, that means oh, not... yeah, I don't usually find those people. I usually find the crazy ones. I don't know why you I do. like crazy. I don't know why. Because I'm fucking crazy. Yeah, you... So if I have another girl yeah. that's fucking crazy, will it equal us out? That's not really a good idea. Remember Jordan? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> to a degree. Who is this? I 
don't know. I need a booty to smack, too, though. I, I need more to grab. I could care less, but I just need to grab. I need love handles. Yeah. Curvy is nice. I can go for a chick with a fat ass and no titties, or titties with no ass. I prefer both, chess. though. I prefer Watch both. this commercial makes me want to play chess. Commercial makes me want to... Play chess? Jake's 58 soon. Are we really? Yes, sir. Jake's 58 is a casino here on Long Island. We're going. I was wondering. We're going. We're going to go lose all of our money. Is either that or we're going to Atlantic City. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. That has currently, let me check. Give me a second. 12 views. No, on Twitter, though. Barstool Sports retweeted it. <laughs> uh, 12,000 views. <laughs> Barstool retweeted it. That's actually awesome. pretty funny. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. That's fucking funny. The fact that Barstool is actually doing it. <laughs> I can tell play them. TikTok is a strange place. Oh, this is funny. Why? Ah! Sure. You're basically going to hear us bullshit all day long, folks. You're going to hear us bullshit up the Ready? fucking wazoo, okay? Go. Jesus, come on! Save it for BS sessions, man. Dude, he's a fucking cop. Save it for BS sessions. That's what this is. Isn't this it? is not BS sessions. Then what the fuck am I doing? Oh, thought this was what we were doing. I thought you said I mean, BS. No, it's, no, it's that's the name of the podcast. Yeah, I thought time to BS. Yeah, so we are BSing. BS sessions is his own thing. I 
did not. I don't know. I don't know how many fucking different things you got I going on. I have three on. different shows. <laughs> yeah, I have three different shows. It's stupid, but it is what it is. I have. Well, it's it's part of a whole thing. So if you were to go on Spotify or Spoofy, as I like to call it, eh. that's what I used to call it, Spoofy. If you were to go to our, where is his face? Yeah, you see, time to be a studios is us. Uh. So, part of the Unhinged Network and with Spotify, we actually have different artwork for each episode, which is cool. I don't know what artwork means. Logos. Artwork, it's a fucking well, painting. I, I know what artwork is, but I don't know if it was meant for, you know... What are you, fucking certain... stupid? Shut the fuck up. If it meant for, like, a certain picture that went with what the the category was, like pizza and beer. If there was, like, a, a pizza and a beer is the background of that, or if it was vice versa. Again. Once again. What, are you gay? What, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> I'm Russian, so probably. I mean, probably. Yeah, I'm gonna get my fucking... Jesus. Oh, who's, whose phone's dying now, bitch? Mine. Fuck you. <laughs> Asshole. Pussy. Hey, shut up. Oh, yeah. ASMR action into the fucking microphone. Good job. <laughs> wow, that was, a, that was a real leaker. <laughs> Good job. This can must have been defective. Probably. Yeah, because that was not supposed to happen. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I fought in your general direction. <laughs> you know my grandma used to call fart? I kid a you. Shat. No, she used to call it a foof. <laughs> oh. She's Italian. <laughs> Remind me, if this stains... No, nah, it won't. Nose. It won't. It's a coaster. It won't. It probably won't. But if it does, just let me know. I'll buy you ones. No, that's alright. I got plenty. Oh boy, nope. I hate dating sites, man. I really fucking do. Why? Wink is a dating site. What? Wink is a dating site. Oh, I just I just used Wink to just bag somebody and fucking leave it until he came back at me almost once or twice. Good job, asshole. Do you mind telling that story? Um, I hit on this one chick. <clears throat> Smoking hot. And you gone? She wanted to go for dinner, so I said, okay, let's go for dinner. Where was she located? She, uh, West... West Babylon. Really? Yeah. So we did. We went. And then, after that, I took her back to my place just to watch a movie. Yeah. And then it ended up going... Out of context, banging. Yes. Out of contents, we end Context. Up... Context. It's been a long day, dude. It's not the same damn word. It's been a long day. So it has been for me. But, um, yeah. I ended up bagging her. And then... Mm, four weeks later, she called me saying, I think I'm pregnant. Good fucking job. And I said, I'm moving out of state. And she said, so you're going to be one of those fathers? I was like, I'll pay cut, I'll pay child support. You won't. But it's not going to go to you. It's yeah. going to go to the next bro that I 
I fucked. She's like, yeah, no, it was a false positive. Or false negative, or whatever the fuck she said. I was like, well, thank God, well, on to my next one. Uh, but now I got rid of it, so now, you know, I'm single because I want to keep my sperm, you know, <laughs> ready for. I can't believe this I is going children. on Inch Network. <laughs> I know. Pretty awesome. What? Our match? I would bang her, though. She's like 50. That's <laughs> alright. She's got money. Jesus! She's got a commercial, for God's sake. Jesus. <laughs> Were you into milks, sugar mamas, or some shit? Did I just discover a hey, random door If side? I can find somebody that will pay my bills without a problem, and I don't gotta do shit besides dick her down, done. Uh, done. It will make my life so much easier. Oh, boy. Don't tell me you wouldn't do that either. No, I would not. My ass. I would. If you were begging this old lady... And said, I'll, I'll offer you 50 grand to do it. Would you do it? And if she paid for your your apartment, your house, your cars, your phone, your mortgage, whatever the case was, you would do it? All she wanted was in, in return was for you to, for her to get laid by you? I would have no problem. I mean, let's discuss that, actually, since, you know, is this the bullshit part of the show? No problem. I mean, if, if a sugar mama were to come to you... She's got to be good looking, though. That's actually happened before. I've been approached by sugar mamas before. I don't want any... Um, how, do you, how do you say it without... I'm trying to think of like an actual... What the actual word of saying okay. is... Um, Uh, ooh, good shot. What? I don't want any people. Thighs? Oh, pants people, okay. Ah, yeah. okay. That's a big no-no. Right. That and Asians. Or Chinese. I think you just gave it away. <laughs> All right, I just gave it away, but yeah, uh, Chinese or Asians, way too much. Oh boy, They're, they don't have they don't have time for anything. You know, I have a few Asians. Ah, uh, yeah, it's true. Never mind. Trick question. And they every time you ask, oh, you want to hang out? Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm working at my mom's place. I I got the hair salon place to do. I got this. I got this. You know. They're almost like Spanish and Mexican people. Yeah. Work. When you work in a place, there's a lot of Spanish people, and then you have the American people. You see the difference when Spanish and American... <laughs> Sean is currently looking at a picture of a oh Twitter follower that I have. <laughs> God. She's only 30-something. That's okay. Jesus! That's okay. I, I got an age limit. I got, a, I got an age limit. You got like 30, a random fucking 36. age limit. 36 is my max. You just talked about 40s. 30, 36 is my max. You just talked 10 listen, minutes ago. Listen, you were dating someone who was in their 40s. Listen. 36 is my max. Sugar <laughs> mama. Different story. 58 to 7. Why? You know, I know you. You think I would go for... Uh, you would go I, at minimum 40 something. Or at max 40-something. 
I would go. I would go 50, 44, I would 45. Go, I would go 50. I would go 58. What? If they look like fucking J Lo. No one's going to look like fucking J Lo because it's all plastic. Or mostly look plastic. Like face. Eva Mendez. Oh, Eva, my. Eva Mendez? Yeah, God. she's hot. I'll give you that. She's Holy hot. Holy shit. Was she's she hot. in the movie Ghost Rider? Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. People don't talk about her that much anymore. I don't know why. Where's she been? I don't know. I think after Fast and Furious, she started, you know. She was in Fast and Furious? Yeah. Really? Yeah, with Paul Walker. Yeah. Damn. Paul, let me just... Yeah, she was in Fast and Furious. Let me Google this shit. She was in Ghost Rider and uh, Fast and Furious and I think a couple other movies. She, you know what she looks like? She looks like a cheap Angelina Jolie. She's 47? Oh, she's in my age limit. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this. She's in my age limit. What? Oh, she's born in Miami. Okay, that's probably why. Yeah, that's but why? Think about it. Miami look fuckers. At, look at her in the movie Ghost Rider, and then look at her in the movie Fast and Furious. You can see why I got a connection with her. She's fucking. That that was my first crush in my entire life. When I watched Ghost Rider, she was my first crush. I want. That's when I started wanting somebody that looked just fucking like her. However. Kate Upton for me is still a dime. Mila Kunis. Not as good. Mila Kunis? Are you on crack? Not as good. As I'm showing you a picture of Kate Upton. How old is she? She's married to three-time Scion winner Justin Verlander. And has two kids, I think. Justin Verlander. Houston, I think he's retired. I could he's be wrong. Retired from the Astros. Yeah, I think he retired from the, from Major League Baseball in general. He retired. Uh, Look at you getting into sports. Two years ago. No, he, my, my next door neighbor is Nick Tropiano. He was the pitcher for the New York so Yankees. Oh God. And he was the original pitcher of the Houston Astros. Yeah, sure, one of them. Oops! Shit! Bad pass. My, Why is it four and four? What the fuck happened? My girl's buying a Wrangler. She's in a. She's gonna be in. Fucking Just trouble. empty every pocket. Can you see me driving it? No. Fuck no. No. Avoid as soon as you can. Little thing we know about Jeeps. Don't fucking drive them. Don't drive them. Like please. I had a Jeep. Worst fucking mistake of my life. You loved that car. I did, but it was a fucking money pit. You loved that car. You would get you would trade in your truck for that car if you could. Honestly, if I could find my truck, you would trade in your truck for for the Dart. Oh yeah, no no hands down, dude. Let's I understand was... this: the Dodge the Dodge Dart that you had was awesome. Yeah, that, was thing, awesome. that thing was a beast. Yeah, that thing was beautiful. I love that one. Even though it was a small car, and I, I don't like small cars, that was, out of the seven or eight cars that I've owned in my entire life, I think the Dart, it's, yeah. it's a, I would say the, it's a strong, you know, it really depends, you know, because I had the Dodge Challenger, I had a Dodge Charger, I had a Dodge Dart, uh, the Jeep, the truck that I have now. Then I had a Scion FRS. The Jeep Grand Cherokee. 
the SRT uh, Grand Cherokee is 2016. Yeah, that's a good one. Honestly, I think out of all of them... Ooh, Peugeot. I would honestly go back to the Dart out of all the other ones. Out of, especially with the SRT, I would yeah. go back to the Dart. Why do I have a farmer's dating site? Why do I have a cowgirl date? You look like you're stuffing a gigantic fucking pill in your face. Yeah, you won't Snapchat. You know, she's looking at a... The Wrangler is actually... The one she Why wants is, is she getting a... Fucking Jeep. Don't. The one she's looking at is actually not a bad looking Jeep, but it's not lifted. No big tires. Okay. She's going to ask me to fucking take the doors and the roof off all the time. Still sucks. And she's going to ask me to leave it in my garage, which is not going to fucking happen. Yeah, no. So... What's that? I just heard a lot of tape. <laughs> silver or <laughs> This fucking guy. Alright, guys. Let's take a break to get our thoughts. <laughs> I, 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 I... Fuck! 2-1! Damn it! Alright, take a break. What's up, guys? I got some questions for you all. What do you guys think of play-by-play? How about play-by-play from your favorite teams? Don't you wish you could do it yourself sometimes? Ask those questions no more with the new ColorCast app. The Unhinged Sports Network have recently partnered up with ColorCast to bring you some great play-by-play coverage from the likes of yours truly from Time to BS Podcast, as well as fellow Unhinged shows like the Far End of the Bench and the Air Raid Attack Podcast. Download the ColorCast app today on iOS and listen to some of the best fan play-by-play in the business. That's Colorcast. Download it today. It's time to BS. They did, they're the reigning Western Conference champions. No, it's to the Stanley Cup final. They did go to the final. It was Stars Lightning in the final. Am I losing my mind? Wow, oh my Kim had a brain for it too. They shuffled everything up so much that this is the first time in like, a bazillion years that the Stanley Cup final is in division this year. No! Oh my God, Kim, I'm no! My mind, I am losing my mind. No! A U Stadium podcast. this quick if possible how much time do we got i don't know we got fucking 10 minutes so we'll try and make this quick for 10 minutes oh man 
me check my damn phone. Yeah, hi. I'm looking to see what time you guys close tonight. Okay, perfect. Jesus. He's really doing it. 10.15, bitch. Let's go. Are we really going? How far is it from here? Farmingdale. I don't know how fucking far Farmingdale is from here. Ch check the fucking internet. Half an hour? Yeah. Let's go to 9. Last call is at 10.30. Get fucking ready. All right, fine, we're going. All right, be right back, guys. We'll finish recording in a, in a second. I need a pizza. Jesus. All right, guys. So, picture we uh. Yeah, broadcast that I had a, a tent pitched in my pants at the fucking chicken hooters. You know that was just deleted. And now you broadcast that again, right? All right. And you know what? <laughs> yes, my pitch, my tent was pitched. <laughs> Time yes. to BS, ladies and gentlemen. To the fucking chicken hooters. <laughs> yes, she was hot as fuck. I left my name and number. Yeah. You're welcome. She hasn't texted you back. Huh? You see how many dicks did I pack? She hasn't texted you back. Wait until she gets off, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe she's got... Uh, she works at Hooters. She's been had on probably a bunch. Yeah. But how many times is one fucking waitress going to stare at you like... Mm, All the time. Daddy. All the time. When she sees a pitch in my tent? Mm. She's with a full rocket. All right. Don't nope. do that. Thank you guys for joining us for... Uh, Episode 99 of Time to Be a Podcast. She's still a full rocket. Oh, shut up. Thank you guys for joining us. Peace.